What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and this is another edition of Overthinking MTG, and we are looking at another Double Master spoiler, technically. Um, at this point, the full spoilers have been out for a little while, and there's one card amongst them that really caught my eye. Um, and if you're on my Discord, you know what I'm talking about. And that is Isochron Scepter. The reason that this particular card um, really caught my attention is, well, a number of reasons. One, I love brewing and building unique, fun decks. And any kind of card that really opens up some opportunities and gives you ways to kind of think through that stuff and really find unique, interesting design spaces, I'm there for. So good artifacts are great for that because they can slot into so many different decks. And Ice Concepter is like chief among them. This card is phenomenal. The other thing about it is Ice Concepter was an uncommon in Mirrodin, which is when it was first printed. Mirrodin block, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, is one of my just darlings. I love the original Mirrodin block. Um, I have a lot of really fond connections to it. And one of them is Isochron Scepter. Uh, I opened a number of these um, back in the day, just cracking packs. And I remember looking at them and just thinking like, this is really good, right? Like, this looks really, really good. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because, sure enough, they've upticked it to rare here, and which they have in a number of different situations. They've reprinted Ice Crimes after a handful of times. Um, and the card is just truly fantastic. The f so what it does, so it is an artifact for two, two colorless. You know, it's a fully colorless artifact with an, an effect called Imprint, which was a mechanic that they used in Mirrodin, which they haven't really done much with. There are some other examples that are similar, like Cypher from one of the more recent Ravnica blocks, or from Return to Ravnica, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I guess isn't really, <laughs> it's not recent in, <laughs> but, um, at the same time, it was in my blind spot. So for me, that just happened because I just <laughs> I just discovered them like within the last two years. But so there there are some examples of effects that work similar to imprint. But what imprint does is when Ice Crown Scepter enters the battlefield, you may exile an instant card with converted mana cost two or less from your hand, and that card is then imprinted onto Ice Crown Scepter. So there are a lot of different imprint cards out there. There's Mimic Vat. There's Panoptic Mirror. There's um, I'm already I'm, I'm blanking on them I can't believe it anyway there there are dozens of different examples duplicant is another one that's just absolutely fantastic and they all imprint from different places like duplicant for example imprints a creature that's on the battlefield um, and it can be a creature that your opponent controls so it functions like removal and then it becomes a quasi copy of that thing um, there's some restrictions on it it doesn't get abilities it gets the power toughness and creature type but with Isochron Scepter um, it's the imprinted card, at any time, you can pay two and tap Isochron Scepter, and you may copy the exiled card. And if you do, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So what that means is, you take any two-mana spell in your hand, and you put it, you play, pay a down payment of two and a card for the ability to cast that spell at will at least once a turn every single turn or every single one of your turns for the rest of the game. Now, the restriction on it being an instant that costs two or less is very real. There's a lot of stuff you cannot do with Ice Crown Scepter. But the amount of stuff you can do with Ice Crown Scepter is absurd. This is a build around that is just super duper fun. And let me tell you what, I genuinely regret selling the original uh, Mirrodin foil that I had um you know, just about a year ago. Um, I got a decent amount of money for it, but still, I kind of wish I had it. Yeah, it was curled like a Pringle, but 
it's it's a magic foil. It is what it is. But anyway, still, it was it was a fond card. I liked it very very much. Um, so with so Ice Crown Scepter is just fantastic. There are a number of things you can do with it. And shortly after Mirrodin came out, actually, I participated in my first Type 1 tournament. Um, the deck that I brought was hot garbage. It was absolutely terrible, and I got wrecked and knocked out immediately. But, like, regardless, the deck that did win, there was actually a friend of mine, um, incidentally enough, it was a friend of mine I went to high school with, uh, who I didn't actually, like, we weren't super close. I didn't realize he played Magic until we showed up at the tournament. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> um... And uh, he ended up winning it by putting Memory Lapse on an Ice Crown Scepter. And Memory Lapse reads like a terrible counter spell. Because what it is, it's an instant for one and a blue counter target spell. And your opponent puts that spell on top of their library instead of uh, it going to the graveyard. Now, as a new player, I read that and like, so it's a counter spell, but they just get it back next turn. That stinks. Now, as an experienced player, this friend of mine uh, put that on an Ice Crown Scepter because every time the opponent would play a spell he'd counter it and then it would go to the top of their library which meant the next turn when they hit their draw they were drawing the exact same card which meant they weren't drawing anything else and so their choices were either not play anything and continue to draw cards or try to play something get it countered and then not draw anymore for the rest you know for the next turn effectively it, it was so mean like it was a nasty combination, and he ended up winning the whole freaking thing with it. Um, and by the way, Type One tournament is what is now known as Vintage. Now that was a long time ago. It was a very different world, and it was in a you know it was a small town hobby shop. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, that said, actually, the person that I went up against was running OG Duels and a uh, White Weenie Shadow deck. So there were some legit, uh, you know, some people had some legit stuff there, but and that combination was good enough to to win the whole thing. So Isaacron Scepter is really, really powerful, you guys. It's really good, um, and putting counter spells on it, especially, is really nasty because then what ends up happening is as long as you have two mana up of any color, note that's the other thing that's crazy about this is you could take a spell that costs two blue, slap it on Isaacron Scepter, and if you have nothing but green mana up, it doesn't freaking matter. You just need two of it and. Boom, this spell is live and, and online. It's just going. It's so good. And then there are cards like Dramatic Reversal, which have come out since Isochron Scepter. So they printed that knowing full well it's an infinite combo with Isochron Scepter. Because what Dramatic Reversal does is when you cast Dramatic Reversal, you untap all non-land permanents that you have. So as long as you have mana rocks that can produce at least two mana, all of a sudden, the moment you put Dramatic Reversal on an Ice Crown Scepter, you just infinitely twiddle. And as long as those mana rocks can produce three mana, you have infinite mana. Like, I mean, come on. It's right there. It, like, the, It's so easy to do. It's crazy. So no, Ice Crown Scepter is incredibly powerful. It has its limitations, but within those limitations, oh my goodness, there's nothing as good as this. So the card is phenomenal. It being a rare, I think, fits. Now, is it like a big money rare? No, it's not, because as far as I know, it doesn't see legacy play, although I wonder if it could. Um, you know, that's something that I, I genuinely am wonder. Like, I don't know legacy very well, but I, I feel like there should be... I don't know. I feel like there should be a place for it. Um, maybe the fact that you have to spend four mana just to be able to cast the spell for the first time is something. Um, but it also doesn't come into play on. It, it doesn't come into play tapped. So anyway, so I don't know those metas well enough, but I feel like 
this probably has a home um, in some some kind of deck out there. Also, actually, this does not count as casting. Well, you do cast the copy. So an opponent could counter the spell that you are casting with Isochron Scepter because you are casting it. Um, however, the this counts as an activated ability. So if you have something like Zerta that allows you to reduce the cost of activated abilities, all of a sudden you could have a counter spell on a stick that only costs you one to activate. That's pretty cool. Like, I like that a lot. Not gonna lie. Like, those kinds of things. So any any deck that has a lot of activated ability synergy, you can leverage that and you can lean into it. Also, anything that allows you to untap an artifact, so like Voltaic Key or Voltaic Construct. Um, I know there are a number of other examples out there. Uh, generally speaking, anything with Voltaic in it is kind of a go-to for this untaps artifacts. Uh, plus, I mean, however many other artifacts, untappers are out there. Clock of Omens is another just phenomenal one. Um, actually, Clock of Omens along with, well, hmm, never mind. I was about to say you could throw, you could use that in Dramatic Reversal, but that'd be idiotic because Dramatic Reversal already on Tapsite's Grand Scepter. Anyway, it's late, like I always say on these shows, because it is. Um, and yeah, I absolutely, I, I love this card. I truly adore it. And now that I'm looking at it, like, it's funny, I've seen this artwork hundreds of times and so the artwork is depicting um, a woman what appears to be an elvish woman that now that i think about it within context that's probably glissa the sun speaker um because it kind of looks like glissa although she doesn't have any like if i'm not mistaken glissa had like some metallic spikes on her arm but i could be mistaken anyway um and this this woman is holding her arms fully outstretched and gripping a scepter that appears to be glo like just glowing with energy, uh, which is it's really cool. It's evocative. Like the scepter is clearly channeling an incredible force that almost looks like a sun glowing, which actually makes a lot of sense now that you, now that I'm thinking about Mirrodin, because Mirrodin as a plane has multiple suns, um, and that's something that it was kind of a big deal in the story, as I recall. Um, yeah, and so. The, this, the idea of this channel, channeling a sun and being evocative of that kind of motif, it fits the style. It fits the world. It fits the feel. I, It's great. I love Ice Ground Scepter. Seriously, if you don't have any of these, I would highly recommend getting your hands on some or at least just coming up with some brews. Like, just think for a second of your favorite instant that costs two or less. Now, imagine being able to copy that repeatedly every single turn. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> anyway thanks so much for hanging out everybody i appreciate you uh this has been well it's been graham also known as hamox 42 on the internet uh you can catch me here or over on twitch twitch.tv slash hamox 42 i also have a very active discord server so if you enjoy these conversations and want to keep up these kinds of conversations even when i'm offline the link for that is in the description so thank you so much for hanging out and uh i will catch you guys next time